Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Hey, today we're going to kind of talk about sports, kind of talk about leadership, a little bit of both in one. So let's just get into it. So I read an article today, uh, maybe about an hour ago, said that Nick Saban, who is the head coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide, has never sent a text or an email. He says he'd rather just call you. If he got something important to say, he's going to call you. Man, I like that. As old school, but I like it. I like it. I do it at my job too, guys. Like I do send emails and I send texts also, but I love to send an email and then actually follow it up with a phone call. But Saban's like, screw that. I'm just going to you know, like call you. You know, I'm going to call you. I'm going to pull up on you. You know, so this is what it is. I actually like that, guys. I do. I think that that is a great trait in leadership is to be direct, to be um, a person who is uh, going to say what you have to say and say what you mean and mean what you say. And when you have to say it, I'm going to let you know it's coming from me. It's not coming from an email that somebody else may may have typed. It's not coming from a text because that makes it so impersonal. When you hear somebody's voice, it makes it extremely personal. So you can kind of hear the tone of a person. You can kind of, uh, you know, like see um, or feel their voice and see and and assess what their mood is when they're sending something. I'll admit, there's been times when I've gotten emails from people, and for instance, somebody put something like in all caps the whole email and not mean anything by it. They just forgot that their computer had all caps on prior to them sending it. And you're like, are they screaming at me? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, you don't know. You kind of get confused just by looking at some of the messages. But Nick Saban ain't that guy, man. He literally will pull up on you or call you. And I really appreciate leaders like that. Um, now, if we get into this, you look at guys who are uh, guys who have worked with Saban in the past. You look at a guy like Belichick. I think Saban was his, he was one of his coordinators, his defensive coordinator when when he was the coach for the Browns. And so you look at, that's a very direct form of leadership, very old school, but very direct form of leadership. It's very respectful. The guys who work for you are going to be very respectful towards you because they know that you mean business. And it is a prime example of why certain guys are made for certain jobs. You look at Nick Saban, he is made for, he is made to be a college football coach. He tried the pro thing. It's just not for him. You know, for one thing, the guys who you're yelling at, and the guys who you're making those phone calls to and not texting and not emailing make more money than you. And so at at that point, you can go too far and lose respect. Um, but I, and I don't think that was the case with Saban. I'm just saying. And then you have at the college game, right, where you are the alpha male. You are the guy. You are the father figure for a bunch of these kids. You know you're going to have these kids for, if they're really good, at least three years. Three years, Right. Um, you know, cause you know, college football guys, you can leave after three years of being actually removed from high school. So when you're 20, 21 years old, you can, you know, you can go to the draft and be drafted. So you're going to have some kind of relationship with these guys and these guys need that kind of structure. They need that, um, uh, that kind of father figure, you know, for some of the guys and, and, and that team, that, 
that structure that actually builds up a person in a team to be successful, just like the Alabama Crimson Tide are. It's one of the most successful um, college football programs ever. Well, it is the most successful. And I'll go ahead and say it. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. And there's a reason. He means business about everything. And then you look at a guy like Bill Belichick, who has worked with Saban in the past. You know, actually Saban worked for him. And he's a head coach that kind of goes by the same mantra. I, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that Bill Belichick is is a minimal text guy. He, he looks like one of those guys who's a minimal text guy. He's probably a phone call guy, too, or I'm a pull up on you kind of guy. And in the NFL, it works when you're winning and people respect it because you're winning. So let's take a look at the Patriots. Rob Gronkowski, we guys know that he just went back and signed. uh, Well, he got traded to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go play with his boy. Right. You know, Brady. So he came out and said that it wasn't the easiest time playing for Belichick and the Patriots. And that's because he expects greatness from you at all times. And he has a process in the system and he knows he's going to win if he, if he uh, uh, employs that system. So just say, for instance, when Tom Brady got hurt that one year and he missed the season, Matt Castle was the backup quarterback. He started for the Patriots, won 11 games, went 11 and five guys. Do you know the last time Matt Castle started the game prior to that season was in high school. He didn't even start a game in college. He started the game in high school, was the backup to some guys at USC in college, went on to be a Patriots backup quarterback. And his first time starting after high school was in the pros and he won 11 games. So that system, that process that Bill Belichick employed got him paid. He got paid a lot of money to go play for, I think it was the Vikings or the Chiefs, one of the two. But, you know, um, neither here nor there, but hey, his system works. Now, if you're that kind of coach and your system's losing, you're going to lose all credibility. You're going to lose all credibility. You're going to, if you're that direct and 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 not winning, you're you're going to lose your locker room. So Belichick has been very fortunate to be winning because he's such a great coach that his teams don't lose. And he also had the great, you know, the the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time playing on his team. But um yeah, he demanded winning, and and he was a very direct coach, just like Saban. And and it's not the it's not the prettiest. A lot of the players were stressed out. They didn't like playing uh, there. They liked winning, but they like but they didn't like playing there. So let's take a small break, and then we're going to get back into what that actually means, guys. What does that mean? All right, guys, then we're back, man. Had to go refresh my cup. You guys on YouTube can see I got a little crown in my cup, man. A little crown and ice. I'm from the South. That's what we drink, guys. But getting back to the to the leadership aspect of this, man. Like I said, Nick Saban said that he hasn't sent a text or an email ever. So, and he comes from the from the Bill Belichick tree, right? He used to coach for Belichick. And both of these guys are very direct coaches um, and they're winners and probably the best coaches at their position, the best coaches at their level, probably in the history of this league. Uh, Meaning Nick Saban, I think is the best college football coach ever coach. And I think that Bill Belichick is probably the best coach of all time when it comes to the NFL. So what does this teach us guys? This teaches us that even though these guys are very, very direct, it means that winning is hard. Winning is very hard. So that's why, you know, 
guys who say that they're burnt out when they leave the Patriots. It's not a very fun place to play, but they're winning. Winning is hard. You know, to win, it's, it's not all about a party and games. It's about business. And that's why you see a guy like Tom Brady who's able to play 20 years, right? Because it's a it's no kidding a business for him. He, from what I understand, he doesn't drink during the season, barely drinks in the offseason. He's always working out. He's keeping his body straight, the TB12 method. Um, you know, Saban is, is always keeps his game sharp as a coach. Um, he, he was a run first coach at, at, at first. And then once the spread offenses came in and kind of kind of ran him, ran him out of a couple games, what did he do? He went and employed um, Elaine Kiffin to bring in a fresh offense and, and, and it worked. Uh, 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 Steve Sarkeesian, you know, so he's, he's brought in different, different things to keep up with the times. And the same thing with Bill Belichick. He has a system, but he's also had his quarterback in place. And that was that was the beauty of that was the beauty of his situation was to have the the most important position on the football team stable with Tom Brady. But he was able to always kind of foreshadow that you would rather let go of somebody a year early than than uh two years late. All right. So he would always get rid of players that were cornerstones to his championships, whether it be the Richard Seymour's. Um, he let he let Randy Moss walk. Um, uh, Martellus Bennett was there for year one in Super Bowl. Um, who else? He had a bunch of players that left, but not left. But he let he let go of those players before it was too late. You know what I mean? He let go of, of those players without an emotional attachment to those guys because it's a business and it's a it's a it's a very hard business. And, and the decisions that he had to make to keep winning uh, were, were some things that a lot of us maybe would not have made because you have personal relationships with these people. Prime example is you guys know I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, my guys, my Cowboys, we're very, very loyal folks. And so we will pay will overpay to keep a guy who's past his prime. You know, and some say it's loyal and some say it's a business and, and it shouldn't happen that way. And Bill Belichick doesn't like it to happen. Just hell. I mean, just think about it. Three years ago, he wanted to let go of Tom Brady and keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And you see what Jimmy Garoppolo did last year, played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like he knows what fits his system and he knows what works. But winning is hard. And how do we apply that to our normal lives? Hey, guys, to be successful, man. You're going to work with people that you don't like. But when you guys are working, you got to put those differences aside and you got to keep it pushing and make and make sure that everything that you do is for the betterment of whatever project you own, whatever job you're at, because you're always going to work with people that you don't like. Always. I take a swig of the canteen, guys. But. Yeah, man, there are some of the best leaders that I've had are people that I didn't like. Like I couldn't stand them, but they were great leaders because I knew where I stood with them. You know what I mean? I love that about it. I, there was no faking, no fronting about it. I knew where I stood with them. It was straight business. Bow, bow, bow. Let's get this knocked out. Let's get this thing done. Get X X to, to Y to Z, and let's make this thing happen. And those were some of the best leaders because I knew the direction that they wanted. It might not have been fun to come to work, but guess what? The job was done. It was always done on time, if not early. 
and we were we were praised by the people above us. Sort of like with Belichick. A lot of people don't like to play for Belichick. Some people don't like to play for Saban. These are hard coaches to play for. But guess what? The reward from those, the reward from those people above them when you succeed supersedes all that. So, hey, just think about that for a minute, guys. Sometimes you're going to work with people you don't like, but you got to put those differences aside to become successful. And that's a prime example of what we see with Bill Belichick and Rob Gronkowski. They like each other, guys. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that they don't like each other, but Rob did say it's, it's, it's hard to play there. Guys like Martellus Bennett went there for a year, got a super, like, hey, it's not for me, I'm gone. There's a bunch of players that have done it with the Patriots. And it's the Patriot way. And you know that when you sign up for something there, it means business and you're going to win. Same thing with Alabama. It is the model football team in college football. And it's because you go there, you know you're going to work hard, but that working hard is going to win. And when you win, guess what happens? You get drafted. And those guys get drafted. They go to the league. So it's a sacrifice, a small sacrifice uh, for, for a huge come up, guys. And that's what you got to look at when you're trying to be successful. Got to be able to put differences aside and work with people that you might not like to work with on a regular basis. But hey, the greater it's when the when the greater good outweighs the bad, then hey man, make it happen. Put those differences aside, work together, be successful, guys. And on that note, we're gonna end this, guys, like we do every night. Do you don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment, understand your brilliance, and guess what? Nino's corner. I am out this piece. Do you?